Welcome to the College Football Bros. I'm Michael Newman. I'm Ryan Newman. And I'm Trey Newman. So in the SEC West, we've got Alabama, A&M, and LSU as the three betting favorites. In the East, you've got Georgia and Florida. In this episode, we're going to discuss the teams right below those that are kind of the dark horses, maybe not necessarily to win the division, though in some cases maybe, but just to have better years than, than people might think. Uh, so let's get to the candidates here. Um, let's start in the SEC West, Ryan. Yes, uh, and my first squad here is, uh, I got the Arkansas Razorbacks, um, and this one actually is my most intriguing dark horse, Arkansas is this year. Okay. Uh, so this is one of the most experienced teams in the conference, uh, especially defensively. Grant Morgan, Bumper Pool, Bumper Pool, man, sweetest name, and he's been there a while, seems like. Um, anyways, those guys are both back. They both had over 100 tackles last year, so great, good job in the middle there. Um their stud safety, uh, Jalen Cat- uh, Catalan is back. He does it all. I mean, he's a hard hitter. He's good in coverage. That guy's awesome. So really just need to improve that pass rush uh, if you're a Razorback fan. And sounds like they're going to kind of try to mix things up a little bit more this year, maybe some more three-man fronts, try to get some some lanes for those linebackers. But offensively, they lose Felipe Franks. That's a concern. But K.J. Jefferson, you know, he's been there. Love Kendall Bryles, the offensive coordinator. So he's got everything else coming back, really, other than just that, that – um, QB position so I think the offense is going to get better uh, even under his tutelage so you know they got Traylon Burks a great wide receiver Trey Knox I mean there's good weapons there's some some reason to be excited with all those returning starters I think it's 17 that they have overall so I think they could sneak up on some folks because they hey they practically did last year they just had a few really close losses Mm -hmm. the one issue with Arkansas I like Arkansas but the schedule is absolutely (laughs) brutal so uh, they do play Georgia from the east. Uh, that's tough. And then they got, yeah. um, they got they got they uh, got Missouri though. They get they host Missouri also from the east. So that's you know there you go. Could be worse, but uh, Missouri's pretty good as we'll get to. Uh, yeah. But sticking in the SEC West here, um, Auburn is our next potential dark horse. With of course new head coach Brian Harson coming in from Boise State. He inherits a team that has a lot of talent. Like the they've overall been recruiting well defensively i don't have too many questions i think they should be pretty good zoan uh zacoby mclean and owen papo great linebacker duo smoke monday and roger mccreary in the secondary two great pieces to build around so defense should be pretty good the question mark to me is of course the offense bo nix is back and five-star recruit of course but just hasn't put it together he hasn't been good he's been inefficient as a passer now, Harson has generally had good quarterback play, so maybe this is the year that uh, Knicks will, will put it together. Or if not, then I guess TJ Finley coming in from LSU could, could get a look. Oh but uh, either way, they've got Tank Bigsby right next to the quarterback, so that's a pretty freaking good piece yeah. to have. Entire offensive line is back, so it's not going to be great, but clearly it's going to be better. Another issue is the receiving core, though. They lost their top three targets. So, you know, there's talent there, but... Still a, a major, major question mark for me. So yeah. there's some positives and negatives with, with Auburn. Absolutely. Not my most intriguing dark horse. No. Our uh, our third dark horse from the West would be Ole Miss. And I think they're my most intriguing dark horse in, in the conference. And Me too. Big surprise. Yeah, of course. Of I course. love Ole Miss. Yeah, Michael love loves Lane. Ole Miss. He loves Lane Kiffin. 
But we all know the offense should be one of the best, not only in the SEC, but in, in the whole country. Matt Corral clearly knows how to thrive in Lane Kiffin and Jeff Levy's system. He's got a, a gifted weapon in Jerry and Ely, who should have a monster year. The line last year, they were young, but they still led the SEC in rushing. Uh, losing Elijah Moore on the outside won't help, but Corral can make a lot of these receivers look good. The system can make these receivers look good. You got Drummond, Sanders. Uh, I expect John Reese Plumley, the the former quarterback, to get some touches. Jonathan Mingo was a former four-star recruit. He could see some action as well. So not concerned with the offense. The defense, though, leaves a lot to be desired. They were gashed left and right last year. They were almost last in the country in yards per play. But in their defense, they had injuries, COVID issues. Kiffin revamped the, the defensive staff this year. I think the linebacker core could be a strength. You got Sam Williams. Otis Reese could be a breakout star of that defense. Um, the secondary, they relied on a lot of youth last year. So hopefully some of that experience turns into better production. Not saying they're going to be in a world-class defense, but hopefully it improves enough to where they can just roll the ball over to the other side and say offense, win us the game. And then the last point with them is their schedule isn't that awful being in the West. They get Alabama in the first conference game, so they can kind of get that out of the way. After that, they draw easy from the East. Vanderbilt and Tennessee, they get LSU and A&M coming to Oxford. So I wouldn't be totally shocked if Ole Miss is in the mix later in the season. I agree. That's part of the reason they're they're my most intriguing dark horse. And you know, I really hope if if some of those new pieces, you know, transfers and and a really good freshman on the defensive line can, if those guys can live up to the hype, then because the defense that's it has to take a big step forward. There's yeah. that's that's yeah. what's going to do it for them. And uh, there's a chance that it does. Yep, no doubt about it. All right, let's go to the SEC East, and we have uh, three potential dark horses here. And I drew the short straw here. You guys uh, in our text message thread, oh, I'll take Missouri, I'll take Kentucky. And I'm like, well, crap. All right, yeah, I've got it. Tennessee here. <laughs> hey, now. And, go balls. Well, I I'm mean, not Vandy. Well, we're not getting to Vandy, unfortunately. But <laughs> uh, So Tennessee, of course, had a terrible year uh, last season. Fired Jeremy Pruitt, bringing in Josh Heupel. Um, and they lost, you know, obviously a ton of players to transfer. So Heupel has his work, co- his work cut out for him for sure. Uh, he is a really good offensive coach, and, and so I, they're going to have games where they put up a ton of points with that that tempo for sure. And I think whoever starts at quarterback is is going to be a good player because they've got four pretty good options. You got Harrison Bailey, uh, who you know played reasonably well for a, a freshman in um, when he played last year. You got Joe Milton, the transfer from Michigan, Hendon Hooker, transfer from Virginia Tech, and then Brian Maurer. And weirdly, I've been. I've, heard a lot of joe milton buzz recently yeah uh, at least as of this recording so milton bailey hooker i, I don't know who it's going to be to be honest with you but uh but i have confidence in, in whoever emerges now the o-line in front of them lost some pieces there's going to be some growing pains on offense but there'll be some bright spots too defensively there's depth concerns uh the loss of to'o to'o and crouch at linebacker is huge you know they added some transfers to try and plug some holes here and there, but overall, I'm just especially combined with that offense that isn't very kind to a defense, especially a defense that has some depth issues. I don't expect it to be very good. Um, I, I think for Tennessee, a bowl game is the goal and very attainable. I, I think six and six is the number, but um, anything beyond that would be gravy. Yep. All right. So our our second dark horse 
in the East is Missouri. So first of all, I really like Eli Drinkwitz. He seems to say the right things, getting the recruiting uh, a tick up from where it was. Oh, they still he's have doing con- great on the recruiting trail. I, yeah, I, I'm loving that. Yeah, I mean, overall, they still have a considerable gap to close in the conference, but I think they're beginning to narrow that margin. Uh, this year, they know who's going to be under center. Connor Basilak, Basil, ugh, excuse me, easy for me to say, Basilak. <laughs> yeah. uh, he had a great year throwing for over 2,000 yards, 67% completions. I think really he's going to improve this year and could take the offense to, to greater heights. Tyler Beatty's a nice running back to have. can also catch it out of the backfield. I think Elijah Young is really going to step up because Roundtree's obviously not on the team anymore. Uh, I, I really like they even brought a transfer wide receiver from Ohio State, Mookie Cooper. He should see a lot of action. So there's a lot of pieces on the offense that I, I'm confident in. Again, kind of a theme. The defense needs to improve, but there's a lot to like on that D-line. Uh, new defensive coordinator Steve Wilkes, he's from the NFL, has solid interior guys like Kobe Whiteside, Darius Robinson. But really the star of this defense is probably Trajan Jeffcoat. He was very productive getting sacks and hurries. He was in the backfield a lot. Uh, they played a lot of underclassmen, so again, hoping some of that underclassmen turn that experience turns into to promise this year. Um, and then finally, they avoid Bama from the West. And if Drinkowitz can get the the quarterback to take a year two leap, this offense could allow Mizzou to make some noise in the conference. Yeah, yep. I'm I'm Missouri's- confident in the Missouri program. You know, if it doesn't yeah. come together this year, moving forward, because yeah, Drinkowitz I think is is being underrated by people. I liked him coming in from App State. He's, he's good. Uh, all right, let's move on to our, the last one from the uh, East, and that's Kentucky. Um, so it sounded like the Penn State transfer, Will Levis, is actually going to be the guy. Uh, Gatewood's still in the running, um, but it, it, Levis seems to be getting the most buzz. Um, and that offense has to get better, no doubt about it. Liam Cohen's the new offensive coordinator coming in from the Rams. He's going to put a little more play action, so maybe some more stretch play, so we'll kind of see how that goes. You know, if it works relatively well, Kentucky's got a good offensive line. They got a good running back, Chris Rodriguez, we talked about in a previous episode. So they can have a solid offense. Josh Ali, a decent receiver, brought in the transfer wide receiver uh, from Nebraska, Wondell Robinson. He's a he's a nice kind of slot receiver. So there's pieces that just could make this offense pretty good. recently. Rosenthal at left tackle from uh, uh, yep from LSU. LSU or he was left yep. tackle there. Yep. So there's there's pieces that, that you know I'm a little worried about the new system, but it, there's reasons for optimism there. And we know the defense is going to be good. I, Kentucky's always sports a good defense, even though they lose seven starters. It still should be really good. Josh Pascal is back at end. He's a great great player. Uh, Marquand McCall has taken over at nose guard. He's looked great apparently. So you know there's 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 losses, but I, I trust Stoops in that defense. So and they in the schedule they avoid Bama and Texas A&M from the West. So can't go wrong with that. All right. Well, there you have it. So let us know if you're watching on YouTube uh, in the comments below your most intriguing dark horse, or if you're listening to the podcast, check us out on Twitter at CFB bros. Let us know. Uh, And we will be back tomorrow uh, discussing Florida and Texas A&M. We're going to debate which one of those is more likely to win their division. So we will talk to you then. You've been listening to the college football bros. If you have any questions for the next podcast, email them to collegefootballbros at gmail.com. To keep up with the brothers on social media, like them on Facebook at College Football Bros, follow them on Instagram at College Football Bros, and for their commentary on Saturdays, 
Follow them on Twitter at CFB Bros. Thanks for listening.